Inspired. Sharing your journey. There's a beauty in caring for the elderly, a beauty that's often forgotten in our culture. One man who hasn't forgotten this beauty and sees what it looks like is Deacon Jim Hunt of the Diocese of Fargo. Deacon is with us this morning to share what it means for him to serve those at Rosewood on Broadway, a long-term care facility in Fargo. Welcome, Deacon. Thank you. Good to be here. It's very nice to have you here, and you're at home here. <laughs> yes, yeah, my office is just down the hall a few feet. So. Very nice. Yes, and we even have some residents here to, to, to watch the program today. That's yes. nice. Yes, it is. Um, again, thanks for being on the air this morning. Um, should we start with, um, would you share with us something about um, yourself, just sort of a brief introduction? Well, I'm... Uh, married and have my wife and I, my wife Valerie and I have eight children, uh, 21 grandchildren, three great-grandchildren, so life is full. Um, I've been working here at Rosewood now for just about 12 years, uh, ordained in uh, May 20th of, of 2006. I've been a deacon going, 13 years, going on 14, and so uh, life is good. God is good. And you've responded to his grace. That's <laughs> beautiful. Well, I know in your past you were an, a long haul trucker, and it's kind of like how did a how does a, a a long a long haul trucker become a deacon? I hold a library with me in the truck everywhere <laughs> I went. Okay, good. and we used to tape a lot of the classes. We would play. I'd yeah. play them over the yeah. CD player of the well, truck. Too. Well, well, go ahead and tell us about you know what it's like serving at. Uh, Rosewood on Broadway. I know not everybody thinks uh, about chaplaincy when they think about, uh, uh, you know, priests or deacons or religious people. And it's just kind of a different sort of uh, ministry, is it not? Yes, it is. You know, for me, the, the most important part of it is, is that it all begins with Christ and prayer and the time before the Blessed Sacrament and, you know, our attendance at Mass and so forth through you know, he's the, the dynamo, the driving force bet, bet, for what he wants down here. And so I think the most important thing is to be attuned to him and to minister his people the way he would minister to them. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's the goal. That's always the starting point. And with the, with our staff, uh, with others, it's, a, it's not something you can just check off and say that you're done. You know, mm -hmm. it's something you have to be bringing to the forefront all the time and mm -hmm. to remind ourselves of to make people aware of and so forth and then on we go out to serve his people you know who who he loves infinitely more than we can imagine and he desires for them to come to heaven along with all of us and so I see that as an Im important part of what I do here and what Sister Marianne does here is that that we uh, we meet people where they are and we seek to prepare them you know, as through prayer and and through inviting and so forth to uh, to come to a place where they can meet Jesus, where He'll meet them where they are, and that at the the moment we're all going to face at the end of our lives. You know, that's for me as well a very important, the most important time for all of us is the time when we meet Jesus mm -hmm. for our particular judgment that we're. We're prepared and ready, and we have the yeah. Blessed Mother tight at our side. Right. Well, you mentioned Sister Mary Ann, and I think for purposes of our listeners, uh, we'll explain that uh, Sister Mary Ann Schmitz is one of the Sisters of Mary of the Presentation, and that is the order that uh, founded SMP Health System. That's where our acronym comes from. 
And not only is she a resident here at uh, Rosewood, but she's also a part-time chaplain, which is really a luxury, I think, for you and a real blessing for the yeah. residents here as well. Right. Yeah. And Deacon, before we went on the air, you shared a story with us about um, a Brother Deacon and his recent passing and the beauty and the love of God at the, you know, just as he was he was transitioning from life on earth to eternal life. Would you be willing to share a little bit about that story? It was, it's very, very inspiring. Yeah, those are, you know, those times that we're with people at the moment of death are really the, the great privileges and blessings of this this work, you know, to be it with with people at the moment, you're with them at, in one moment and the next moment they're before Jesus himself. And so that's always very powerful, but... Um, Monsignor Skonzing in his homily yesterday at Deacon Carl Orthman's funeral related a, that he'd been with him, you know, as he was dying in the last moments of his life, and they'd prayed the rosary, the sorrowful mysteries, and on the on the very last Hail Mary of the rosary, Deacon breathed his last. And so, uh, you know, rarely do you get mm-hmm. those types of experiences, but they're certainly treasures when you do yeah. the, to experience that. So. Right. And it makes me think of the words of the Hail Mary. We ask Mary to pray for us at two important times, right now and and at that hour, and how yeah. beautiful that it was so clear and concrete for him. I want her right tight with us. Yes, <laughs> yes. Now, uh, as, as a uh, chaplain here at Rosewood, which, you know, we are a Catholic health care ministry, uh, not all of your residents are Catholic. And so uh, what do you, you know, how do you deal with that? You know, I deal with them, I guess, in the same way that I deal with everybody else. You know, as we say, we we meet and greet people where they're at. We don't have any expectations when they come to us, but, you know, we're all headed the same direction. Mm -hmm. We all need to be headed the same direction. Mm -hmm. And so we do whatever we can to facilitate that. You know, the the beautiful thing of of people of faith, of, of of the Christian faith is that we have a common denominator and it's our Lord's Prayer and and so th- that seems to be something that we can come to no matter who it is and uh, people uh, even if they may not be very prayerful when they come here uh, when you ask them if they'd like to pray a little bit uh, you know I've been refused maybe twice in the last 12 years where mm-hmm. people didn't want to pray but uh, even when you're gathered at the bedside of someone who's dying, the family will be gathered around and talking and whatnot, and and they want to pray, but they they really need a catalyst, you mm-hmm. might say, to to draw them to that to, to their loved one for prayer. And so when you invite them to do it, they usually gravitate very quickly, you know, and and are very always very comforted and and happy that that they've had the opportunity to pray at the bedside of their loved one as they're dying and so forth. Right. I, th- I think the ethical and religious directives <clears throat> for Catholic health care specifically address, you know, our needs as Catholic uh, uh, ministries to, you know, uh, meet the spiritual needs of those who are not even Catholics as well. And, uh, uh, you know, I think that's really important. I think it's important for our listening audience to know that, too, because I know when we... Uh, when uh, SMP Health System first uh, acquired the, uh, the, they were banner facilities at that time, there was kind of some concern, you know, what's going to happen when we become a uh, uh, faith-based nursing home. And uh, I think people were pleasantly surprised at, uh, at, uh, you know, 
the difference. They really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Now we t we talk about. I, I I saw you. You sometimes wear a button that says pastoral care is primary care. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? Is it means that you know the 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 faith the faith aspect of the care that we give here you know bringing people into relationship with god or facilitating that is the most important work that's done here mm -hmm. everything else caring for their their dietary needs for their bodies you know their physical health and so forth their comfort all those kinds of things are uh, are really uh, offshoots, you might say, of that most important care that God wants to give us, of of giving us His love and receiving His love, and so, uh, and you know, the, our healing and in health and all of those good things. We know that God created us; He sustains us at every moment mm -hmm. of our existence. He holds us in the palm of our hand, and so, so He's the one who can yeah. take care of it all. So we want to. Make sure that we put him first. Right. And, uh, yes, it's holistic care of the whole person, not just treating a condition. Uh, and I'm just going to interrupt for a second. I just want to thank people once again for uh, tuning in to Real Presence Radio for uh, 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 Real Presence Live today. Our 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 guest is Deacon Jim Hunt, who is chaplain at Rosewood on Broadway, and I'm Jack Canelli, and my wife Doreen are your hosts for this morning. And we're glad that you're with us. So let's go back to the questions for Deacon. So Deacon, um, you mentioned a little bit about your personal um, faith life. And I know you do things that are very concrete and specific it, here at Rosewood that um, assist in, uh, those, those people that live here in their journey of faith. And you talked about those moments that were at the end of life, but what else do you do um, with them that are some kind of specific things? Well, we have, you know, for our Catholic residents, or for, for that matter, for anyone who wants to join us, we have a communion service every Monday morning. We do a chaplet of mercy, a prayer and communion service on Wednesday afternoons, and uh, benediction and holy hours on on Fridays and so forth. And, we, and the priests from Holy Spirit come over here and offer Mass every Thursday. So you know people have plenty of opportunity to come and pray. We also have a a Protestant service here on Wednesday afternoons and another one Sunday afternoons. A Lutheran communion service once in a month, so forth. So we we give all of our residents an opportunity to come and pray together to gather and. And to be with the Lord, um, you know, we know where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in their midst. And so, um, and then to go around and visit people, to, to just listen to them, you know, that's probably the, one of the most important part of my job is, is just to listen to people. You know, you don't always have to say very much. You, uh, you know, let them, let them uh, expound and you'll, you'll figure out they'll figure out often what they need before you do. And um, The other thing I wanted to add that I'd, you know, a minute ago was that, you know, that it isn't only Christian people that we minister. Often we have, you know, we have a few Muslims come to us from time to time. We've had a, a Hindu woman here not too long ago and so forth. And so, you know, you, you invite them as you can, and they're not always receptive to prayer with a Christian, but, but, you know, there there's a time that they may 
a little bit pray with you and but otherwise you know it part a big part of my job is just praying for the people that I minister mm-hmm. to praying for the people that I work with and and so uh you know to to beg God to do whatever he can for these people as well and and we trust and know that he loves them infinitely and desires their presence with him in heaven and that God will do whatever God does and we uh, it's a mystery to us but it's the way it is mm-hmm. yeah Right. So one more question, Deacon. What would you say to those listening about t- taking time to visit long care facili- long-term care facilities or assisted living facilities and spending time with the people that um, find their home in them? It's, it's a wonderful thing to do. You know, I, I struggled with it early on, you know, about going into a nursing home and, and visiting people and you, you you're kind of self-conscious about what it is, what should I say, what should I do. But but there again, you know, God gave us two ears and one mouth for a very good reason. That, you know, if we come to listen, to just be present to them, to uh, uh, to allow them to, to be who they are, um, to allow them to experience Jesus through us, to see Jesus in us by the way that we care mm-hmm. for them and love them and, mm-hmm. and uh, greet them, you know, to... To have a ready smile for everyone that you see in the hallway, and and a greeting, and to call people by their name, you know that every one of us loves to be addressed by our name, mm-hmm. and so to remember that they have names, and and it's important to uh, greet them in that yeah. way. Well, in in my capacity, you know, <laughs> with the SMP Health System, one of the things I hear a lot of from people is how friendly the people are in our nursing homes, and how much they really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, it's it, it's important. People want to be treated as a person, not necessarily as a condition or a medi- medical problem.